Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We definitely have some challenges. We do. It's important that every dollar we spend, we spend it wisely. That it's not on a guy that uh, he didn't pan out. Because I don't know that we're going to be able to have some spare. You know what? Let's take two and a half million, take a shot on this guy. If we put two and a half million in. He better help us win. That is Bills GM Brandon Bean at the season wrap-up news conference uh, that he and Sean McDermott had shortly after the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. And, uh, yeah, that's a that's a sentiment that we've already talked about here, uh, given the Bills cap situation. Um, you know, we know they're quite a bit over the cap sitting here today, but there are some some fixes that I, I don't want to say they're easy or maybe, well, obvious. It's obvious. Josh Allen is someone who's going to be on the team for a long time. So you want to adjust his contract and save upwards of $20 million against the cap? I think that's probably a pretty good idea. Other veterans like Diggs and Von Miller, I'm not as eager to do that with, but there are other names. They'll find their way to some money. Glad to have you with us here on this Wednesday. I'm the Bulldog Sal Capaccio filling in for Mike Shope today, uh, joining me for the duration today. Glad to have him as we're going to talk a lot of bills. The list, Sal, is lengthy, like we said at the outset of that conversation that ended up being almost exclusively about receivers by the end. Um, the name that jumps out to me th- that, that I'm, I'm maybe most hopeful of like a Matt Milano outcome, not that I'm thinking this guy will garner that kind of contract from the bills or really anyone else. Uh, I feel like for me, and I don't know, fans can tell us what they think. 803-0550. Daquan Jones is the guy to me that I'm most eager to, you know, get up one day and hop on Twitter and see, oh, the Bills have reached a two-year contract extension with Daquan Jones. Uh, I feel like his being retained, I know they use a rotation up there, so there's a lot of bodies that need to come in. Um, But I feel like if they could get – Jones is the number one guy at his spot next to Oliver, and I feel like if they were able to keep him, find their way to to a contract extension with Daquan Jones – that would really lessen any urgency fans might be feeling or the team itself might be feeling to invest in defensive tackle early in the draft. Uh, Again, not that you won't need to fill out with guys maybe later on, day two, day three, but as far as like a first-round idea, I feel like that would push me more towards receiver if they found the way to keep Daquan Jones. Yeah, for sure he's up on the priority list with how impactful he was when he played versus when he didn't. 
last game notwithstanding, we all understand the last game of the season, the playoff game, the Bills defensive line didn't show up very well, right? They didn't play very well. I get it. I understand that. Um, But overall, his impact when he was playing versus when he wasn't, what they were able to do defensively schematically with him being out there versus not being out there, a very big difference. I think the Bills would love to get him back. He is coming off an injury that he did come back from, but the pec injury, that probably impacts him a little bit on the market. Um, I don't think it's... uh, uh, you know, top of the market, like defensive line type of salary you're looking at. He's not Chris Jones, right? But this is a guy that I went back and looked. He signed in 2018, seven mil a year with the Tennessee Titans for three years. 2021, over four million a year for a one year deal with the Panthers. Comes to the Bills, seven million a year for two years. Okay, let's bridge that gap. You're probably looking at about five, six million then a mm-hmm. year. That's pretty significant money. And you would want to think, okay, if you're going to do that, think what Brandon Bean said. If you're going to do that, even two and a half million, that's got to be a guy you really know you got to get every dollar out of. And that's great. I think Daquan Jones is that type of player. I think the question then becomes is because of how much they rotate guys and how that position generally looks and what else you have to do there to get guys, how much would it preclude you around the roster of doing things? I agree with you 100%. I think Daquan Jones, if I'm putting a priority list together, um, you know, for the Bills, he he might very well be at the top. We can get some other names I think are very important, but he might very well be at the top. I I don't think he's going to cost an exorbitant amount of money, but I also don't think you're getting back for the vet minimum either. That's a guy you're going right. to have some investment in. And I would tell you that just talking with Daquan, I think Daquan would be very open to working something out to coming back to Buffalo if they have to kind of get creative. Yeah, I, I I'm really curious to see because of his age and injury. Uh, what the market will be. Again, referencing the conversation I heard with Randy Mueller, former NFL GM, on with Brownie and Steve Tasker on One Bills Live here on WGR. He he assessed Jones as a very attractive guy uh, on the open market. And that sort of gave me pause because I, I, I'm you know coming in here thinking about what we're going to talk about. And I, and I know Daquan Jones is, is this player for me, uh, you know, amongst the bills, free agents that I hope they can find their way to keep. And I didn't like hearing this opinion that he could generate a lot of interest because I'm hopeful, you know, that it is, you know, I think five, 6 million. I know that's not nothing here. Um, and maybe that's the most money they'll spend on a free agent, but because of the draft point I made, I, I, I feel like that would, it would be worth it to me. Um, because I'm not eager to spend a high pick again because of the rotational aspect of, of the position. I, I feel like they've gotten good mileage out of guys like Jordan Phillips and even Tim Settle. Like I know these guys aren't on the marquee, and they're not as high a priority as Daquan Jones, but I feel like I can fill in depth. What I need is the guy that is with my my other D tackle that I've already invested in, and Ed Oliver, that is a, a formidable tandem. And then if I need other guys to fill in 40% of the time or so, um, hopefully I can find those guys out there on the fringes as you know, we get to June and July even. And I'm looking at the interior D line um, free agents right now. And so Mike Clay has a really good cheek sheet. If you ever want to go mm-hmm. look at it, like a real quick observation, anybody, it's at Mike Clay NFL on Twitter and. You can check. And it's of course it's his rankings. It's a it's a subjective opinion. But he he ranks all the positions and every player who's going to be a pending unrestricted free agent. Obviously, Chris Jones is at the top. Your name's like Christian Wilkins, Leonard Williams, really, you know, important players, big guys. He has Daquan Jones, what this would be about tenth down on the list. I mean even about tenth. Mm-hmm. Right near Fletcher Cox, Chris Wormley. But I'm looking at other names. Sheldon Rankins, 
a little bit below that. Al Woods. Puna Ford's actually not that far behind him, which I'm like, okay, well, I mean, think of the difference there, right? And right. you said to Bills fans, how important is it to get Puna Ford back? They'd be like, I don't really care. All right, just a and guy. And you ask about right. Daquan Jones. There's such a wide, you know, variation there, and yet here's a guy who says, yeah, they're really not that far apart in free agents. So I do wonder, okay, do you really have to – if you could if you could just re- – Get a guy that's kind of like Daquan. Like, are there guys out there? I think there may be more guys out there than you think. But all those guys may fall in the same bucket, which is you're probably spending upwards of four, five, six million dollars a year to get one of them. Yep. I mean the 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 job of the GM now is I think. Look, you got you got to find your way to the quarterback. They did that, and there there is certainly luck involved in that. Not to say there's no skill. I mean, they identified Allen and his traits, and, and they they invested in him, and they got they're getting paid off. I I think the job now to find like go find me, go find me another version of Leonard Floyd, is is something right. I think with a straight face I will say on the radio and like Brandon Bean if he hears like oh yeah that's that's really easy to do like I'll I'll just let me just make a couple <laughs> calls and I'll go find another Leonard Floyd but those guys are out there you know for whatever reason guys fall through the cracks mm-hmm. and so rather than like I know Leonard Floyd was an important player at least early in the season I think it kind of tailed off as the year went on uh, and maybe you know there was some health there that that we never heard about. Um, but they got a lot of production out of him, and it really offset the loss of Von Miller, I think, early in the season. And so I need to see if I can hit on that again. Rather than pay Leonard Floyd what he might get on the open market, I want to go find another version of that bargain. And that's the, I mean, that's the job. That's the nuts and bolts of the job, I think. Isn't there, is it, doesn't it always seem like there's an edge rusher that's like, Late in the free agent process, he's still sitting out there like Yannick Ngakwe, right? So I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, he's like every year that guy's like still available late, and then someone winds up, you know, going to get him. Um, Melvin Ingram, right? I mean, like, just yeah. there's a guy, there's always a guy out there at edge rusher, and um, yeah, I think that's the case as well. And we also, you know, it's so, man, this roster is so interesting to look at because a lot of it might be predicated upon really what they get from guys like Stefan Diggs and then Von Miller in this case. Like, what do you think Von Miller still is? What can he be next year? How much do you have to invest in that? Now, they went out and got Leonard Floyd, let's remember, knowing, yeah, Von Miller might come back at the beginning of the season. I think there was a little too much optimism there, even by myself, but a lot of people. But by Miller Von himself. Miller wasn't going to be <laughs> right. himself, right? Yeah, they, they knew Von Miller wasn't going to be his full self yet. So they needed more there. What do they think this year? Like, do they think... Von Miller's just going to continue on not being that effective like he was at the end of last year? Or, hey, we're very confident, so we don't have to go get a guy that we're going to spend money like we did Leonard Floyd last year. It's the same conversation with Stefan Diggs in a different manner. Yeah, no, it absolutely is because it's yeah, it's it's injury recovery and, and yes. age are, more, are larger factors. I mean, age is becoming a factor with Diggs, uh, but it's, I think it's easier to see your way to – it being outside factors, not you know different offense, different personnel, not enough explosive uh, personnel, speed, skill, threat, whatever. Whereas Miller is really, it's him. You know, it, it, is he able to get back to where he was, say, when he got here after another you know devastating injury? Like I, I really wonder about that. You know, like I wonder internally how they're feeling about that. Like if they really, cause I mean, I haven't done this. I haven't gone through every snap of Von Miller. My observation on the season would be, it was like barely even like worth having him in a uniform for a lot of the year. 
But by the end, it felt like he was starting to come around a little bit. Um, so maybe that's promising, and maybe with a whole off season of you know rigorous training and still you know rehabbing that, strengthening that knee, maybe he can get. Because really, it's about that bend. Right, coming around the edge, and whether he trusts the legs enough, whether they're strong enough to support him doing that, because I think without that, right. like that's a that's such a key element of his game is that that lean coming around the edge. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say like I wonder what they feel. So do I. I'm intrigued. I think we'll get a clue by what they do in the off season. Like however they treat the position in the off season might give us a real good clue on what they feel about Von Miller because I think that's where Leonard Floyd comes in. If if Von Miller hadn't gotten hurt in Detroit on Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, they're not signing Leonard Floyd last year. Right. Right. I mean, like they have Von Miller at 100 percent coming back. I don't think you need to do that. They this was we talked about this is insurance for when Von Miller is ready to play. You got to have we got to have that premier edge rusher, and we don't have one for a while. And even if he comes back, he's not going to be the same. And then when he does come back, we'll figure it out then. That to me. And I, I think that if they feel that Von can kind of re-replicate himself in some mm-hmm. fashion from a couple of years ago before injury, I don't think they, it's, they don't have to get – they will feel they don't have to get a guy like a Leonard Floyd or spend that high draft pick on it this year. Yeah. I, we're going to take a break here. We come back. I want to like at least look at the rest of the list, not like guy by guy, but yeah. who else on the list – I feel like most everybody else is kind of like supplemental depth type pieces, although maybe the safety position could be a little tricky with that given Micah Hyde's situation and and Poyer's age too. So we'll talk more about that uh, when we come back. Joe Marino from the Draft Network at the top of the hour on, well, the draft. The Combine's coming up next week. Sal's going to be there covering it for us, and we'll talk to Joe about uh, just the lay of the land here as we get ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. Sal Capaccio's in for Mike Shope, along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.